Hi, everyone. This is Steve Bose. And before we start today's HR Happy Hour show, I wanted to take a moment to thank our fantastic sponsors. First, our friends at Paychex, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and insurance solutions for businesses of all sizes. With the onset of COVID-19, Paychex quickly responded to support businesses and help them manage the new challenges brought on by the pandemic. The Paychex COVID-19 Help Center is the ultimate comprehensive resource hub featuring articles, videos, scenario tools, live webinars, and podcasts that provide valuable and up-to-date insight on stimulus measures, managing a remote or hybrid workforce, travel restrictions, state-specific guidance, and more. To access this valuable information, go to payx.me slash helpcenter today. And by our friends at WorkHuman. The world is watching the leaders of today and tomorrow. Modern employees want a workplace where they're respected, seen, appreciated, and heard, and they're demanding it. Employees have the right to a human workplace. You have the power to create one. And thriving organizations like Cisco, Merck, and LinkedIn have realized the immense benefits of putting the human at the center of work. Get your copy of the book, Making Work Human, on Amazon today. Thanks to Paychex and Work Human, and thanks for listening to the HR Happy Hour Show. Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show with Steve and Trish. Trish, you're auditioning for American Idol. What song are you picking to sing for your audition? That is a great question. A shocking question. I'm going to go. It's funny. Just, I was talking with someone the other day about karaoke. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go with one that I think I could nail. You ready? Because I'm more of an entertainer, not a singer per se. Oh, really? Okay. You broadcast. Okay, good. I, I'm I'm going to bring the whole performance. It'll, okay. I'll, it'll be about everything, right? I think I'm going to choose, uh, is it called Just a Friend? You're talking Was that about like Bismarck? I'm going to wow, do Bismarck. Okay. Just a Friend because... If you can't sing that song and like do it well, you shouldn't even be around, really. Everyone right. loves that song. Everyone loves that song. I think I'd get voted. I think I'd get the golden ticket. Yeah, B- B- and Biz wasn't really a vocal <laughs> stylist in terms of the classic sense, but he had a, he had his thing, and that that was a big song. Okay, good one. That's got to be one of the biggest songs of all time. Like every person you ever play that for knows that song, mm. and right. they can sing it just like he can. So, all right, cool. he makes he makes everyone feel good. Nice, nice. <laughs> Well, what's yours? You got to speak up and like share what's yours. I, I, you know, I'd probably go a little more classic. I, I probably, I'm thinking Oasis, maybe like a little Oasis tune. Wonderwall is one of my oh, favorite. A little Wonderwall, huh? Day. Yeah. Okay. Oasis is great too, because when like the guy had like this, he had a very interesting stage presence. Like he didn't banter with the audience. Like, so he, if you watch any like YouTube videos of Oasis playing live, he just steps up to the mic and he says, Wonderwall like that and then they play the song there's no and then whatever the next song is you know champagne you're gonna supernova. go for the non-entertainer yeah. version love it okay. yes he's not bringing the entertainment he literally stands there motionless and just sings the song into the stand-up mic so uh okay we'll have to ask our guests the same question she's had a little time to think about trish this is a very special show in fact so special even i'd like you maybe to intro the show and intro our guests can you do that i would love to because actually this will be the last time that she is a guest she is going to be an official family member of the HR Happy Hour Network. I would love to introduce Sarah Morgan. Sarah and I, you know, I looked back. Sarah and I definitely knew each other as far back as 2013. Mm-hmm. Maybe previous to that, probably previous to that online, but for sure, I have like photo evidence. 
yep. of 2013. So I've known her for a long time, admired her. I admire her writing abilities. She's had her own podcast for a long time and just want to welcome Sarah Morgan to the show, but to announce that Sarah is now going to be part of the HR happy hour podcast network with her show. Yay. And that's what this whole episode is about. So Sarah, welcome to the show. Welcome Thank to the you. network. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank y'all for having me on the show um, to welcome me into the, the network family and, and also um, for, for having me on the show, period, once again. I'm, I'm grateful for that. And yes, 2013 was it, our first time meeting in person at um, Illinois Sherm. Illinois. So, yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. And yeah, actually, Steve, wanna, I don't know. You might have been there. <laughs> I think I was about to say, I'm pretty sure Steve was there. I, yeah. I think he was there. Yeah. I, Sarah, before I uh, we talk about that a little bit, do you want to weigh in on the question of the day before we forget? I think she should. And I'm yeah. sure you feel bad because Trish stole your song. I'm sure you were. Right? Gonna, you Marquee got what I... Product. But she's right, though. Everybody knows Everybody it knows is it. Marquee. Everybody knows that song. I would have to go so quiet as it's kept. I actually am a pretty good singer. Um, I've been singing, like I started singing in the choir at church when I was three, like leading songs in the choir at church when I was three. So I've actually got a pretty good singing voice. So I've, if I was auditioning for American Idol, I'm going Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, like something in that that genre to get my golden ticket that's that's what's i'm gonna go full diva mode. yeah i'm going full diva mode high notes and runs and and the whole nine yards i'm going i'm going all out cool all right i like it i dig it wow so wait so i have a question about that like i mean are there videos of you singing are you on youtube yeah um youtube i'm not sure because most of like my public singing was like pre-social media times like late 90s mm-hmm. early 2000s so there's probably yeah. like VHS of oh it but goodness. not necessarily YouTube um but I've okay. done like weddings and and things like oh that yeah goodness. for sure so that's one of my like many talents that I don't utilize very much in this space because who needs it and I haven't been to a conference where karaoke was an option in over a year so <laughs> I don't even get to like whip it out um, in the conference space anymore because everything's virtual. So, but yeah, the next time somebody catches you guys catch me in a conference or anybody else, once the world opens back up, let's get this karaoke pop and I'll show you what I can do. Let's do it. That's so fun. I, I have to tell you, and I'll say, I really, I, I sing a lot and I'm not good at it. My, even my mother says I'm not good at it, but so I'm always in awe when people can do it well. I, you know, it's definitely a gift. So. Well, good. Well, among your many gifts, why don't we talk a little bit about you? Mm-hmm. And I know I, before we really dive into it, I know Steve and I wanted to, to first of all, thank you for agreeing to joining us and, and our colleagues, George Larac and Madeline Lorano with their shows. And the reason that we wanted to do this, because he and I have done shows in the past around diversity or inclusion, belonging, we've even done some presentations in the past, um, more from the perspective of, of a global sense. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we've done a lot of that overseas and, but, but this was all sort of before things started being even more important, right? Mm-hmm. We've worked in HR a long time. This has of course been important, but it just is at the forefront. And we thought we are just not the right people to be bringing this message to everyone, right? Yeah. Because we yeah. haven't necessarily individually, we've had different struggles and, and things, but certainly not, not around diversity and equity and inclusion in that way. And 
um, I think also what really appealed to me about you and your show that you were doing um, for, for years now, right, mm -hmm. is that it goes beyond race. It's also gender. It's also, yeah. you know, other other things that can make us different. And Stephen, I do feel strong about that because we do a lot of shows on our podcast around people with maybe, you know, physical disabilities, mm -hmm. mental disabilities, um, things like that. So can you maybe talk a little bit for anyone who's not familiar with your podcast, a little bit about what makes it special, what you bring to the table that's different. And also, you know, that it goes well beyond diversity, equity, and inclusion as well, right? Mm -hmm. There's more to it than just that. That just is the reason that we initially went to you. But I think you're going to add layers upon layers in addition to that with within our network. Yeah. So for those who aren't familiar with me, I've been a practicing HR professional for creeping up on 21 years. And um, I'm still actively practicing now. So when I'm not doing podcasting and writing and so forth, I'm at a desk. You know, I've got a team of seven people working as the head of HR for a national retail services organization based out of Raleigh, North Carolina, and doing all the, you know, day-to-day -day tasks that someone leading HR does. So I'm still very much like engaged and plugged in into all of those experiences and what they feel like. Um, I started my podcast, which is called Leading in Color, in 2019. Um, I had been starting to speak more openly about the experiences of, of being a Black woman in the workplace for a couple of years before that through my hashtag challenge, Black Blogs Matter, and started to realize that there was a lot of podcasts out there um, that were talking about those subjects and wanting to highlight those individuals and talk with those individuals. But then again, I found that there wasn't a lot of communication about like what was happening from the HR side. Like there's, and you guys hear, there's a lot of blaming of HR. Like, why aren't we doing more so on and so forth, but not a lot of talk about like what we actually are doing and what the roadblocks are to us being effective in that work. And so I wanted to insert myself into that space really to give more voice to that and to talk to HR professionals and leaders about what you can do at an individual level, as well as how you can, you know, use your influence to make headway in your own workplace. Um, and so that's really the perspective that the podcast came from. And to your point earlier, I, I, I'm talking to a little bit of everybody and I'm tackling issues like diversity in tech, um, particularly in the HR tech space. And how the technology that that is out there, there's a lot of artificial intelligence and a lot of technology work from a data analytics standpoint that's being done to help us use the information that we already have inside our systems to see where we're lacking in equity, where we're at lacking in diversity and and programs out there that will help you to diversify your pipeline. And so just wanting to bring those sorts of things out into the forefront. And so when this opportunity came along, it was just perfect because it was a way for me to take some of that that I'm already doing and then bring it into this established network within HR Happy Hour and the work that you all are doing and bring that to a larger audience. So I'm grateful, you know, for that opportunity and just looking forward to jumping in and showing the listeners a new perspective um, and, a, and an additional perspective on what's available and making DEI work feel less 
um, inaccessible and less heavy for people because I think that's what makes folks shy away from it and makes you feel afraid. Everybody's afraid of doing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing, or just feeling completely overwhelmed and not knowing how to get started. So for me, it's all about breaking that down into those practical action steps that any HR professional, regardless of how big or small the organization is that you serve, can grab a hold of and say, oh, I can take this nugget and I can roll with it and, and do something great. Yeah, that's I great, like that. Sarah. I, uh, I First of all, thank you for that. And secondly, fi- like we have a real HR professional on the network, finally. <laughs> thank one. you for mentioning that, Steve, because I was going to say that. I mean, you and I used to be in HR ourselves, and so we do have that experience, but we're not in it right now. So yes, I do think that's also an, an important element to bring to listeners is having someone who's actually doing it in the trenches every single day. Mm-hmm. And somehow, Sarah, I balancing that with all you do socially, whether it be writing, whether it be podcasting, that's, that's a task. Cause Mm -hmm. I mean, I used to do that myself. And so I commend you for that. That takes a lot of uh, probably sleepless nights, early mornings, um, you know, lunch breaks to achieve that. So yeah, Yeah. I'm really excited. So the new show on the network, Sarah's show is called Inclusion Crusade. And I guess Sarah, the question I have is uh, what, where's that name come from? What's What's that mean to you? So it's what, what should, twofold. What should think about when they hear that name. Yeah, it's twofold. First and, and foremost, I wanted to, and, and you both know we lost Chris Fields last year. Um, he was one of my closest and dearest friends and the person who always pushed me outside of my comfort zone to to think about and do things um before I was a hundred percent ready. You know, he would always say, Buzz, you you got more in you than what you give yourself credit for. And so his his thing was the resume crusade. He always mm-hmm. talked about how he was gonna change the world one resume at a time. And so I, I really wanted to honor him and his legacy in, in this work that I'm doing because I know that he would be super excited and super proud of me for taking on this endeavor. And so I wanted to have that crusade continue through the work that I'm doing. So that's the first piece. Mm-hmm. And then the second piece of that is for me, when I look at DEI and I do consulting work on this side, I work with clients, small businesses and startups primarily on how they build their workplace cultures to make them as inclusive and, and diverse and equitable as possible. But the thing that I start with when I work with clients is the inclusion piece. Because if the inclusion piece is not there and not solid, that's the foundation. People have to come into work, feel a sense of belonging, feel a sense of acceptance, feel that sense of support. And so that's the goal. Um, Because if you put diversity into an environment that's not already inclusive, it's not going to work. If you try to put equity on top of an environment that's already not inclusive, the idea of we can't afford this, we don't have enough, like the scarcity mentality that comes along with that is going to battle against it and it's not going to work. But when when inclusion is the foundation, you can do anything because the mentality of, of we've got to welcome people who are different. We've got to accept them and support them when we're here. We've got to make sure that we pay them fairly, that they have good benefits, that that they have opportunity for growth and and all of those sorts of things. When inclusion is the foundation, you can then do all of those other things. And so for me, 
when I work with clients and when I give advice about this, I tell people start within, start with inclusion first um, and make sure that that's your foundation and that's the place that you go from. So that's the crusade for me. Like that's the work for me is making sure no matter what you look like, no matter what, what your background is that you're coming from, when you go to work, you feel safe, you feel seen as, as a whole person, and you feel supported in your growth. And if we can achieve that in the workplace, then I believe all of those other items will fall into place as long as we're intentional. So that's really what the Inclusion Crusade means to me, um, why I wanted to name it that, and really like what I hope to accomplish in the folks that I talk to through interviews and what I want folks to take away from the show. Good. I actually didn't know that's why you named it that. Um, <laughs> we were Steve and I both love Chris. Um, for anyone who didn't know him, goodness, please Google him. His work was amazing, and mm -hmm. I think the last time I saw him was um, I didn't know you were going to mention him because I was like tearing up as you're talking about him. Um, was it the Missouri one of the Missouri Sherm? Missouri Sherm, events? yeah, yeah. He did Missouri Sherm every year. Like he loved that team out there. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I was going through some heart issues at the time. And was already highly stressed. And he just had like the best big bear hugs to yep. give, you know, he yep. was just, he made me feel so good. Um, so yeah, he, what a great, great person. And you know what? I, that's interesting. I don't know that I've heard anyone sort of saying go in with inclusion first, but what I, what I love about that is that you're right. I think whenever we lead with diversity, for example, it becomes more of like a program or a check mm -hmm. the box. It feels like something very mechanical to me. And I'm going all the way back being a practitioner. I remember back in the late nineties even, and it was like, oh, we need a, a diversity program. Let's do mm -hmm. that. Let's, and it was literally a checklist. So I love that you're kind of flipping the script, right? You're talking about inclusion first, and then it leads to those other outcomes. What, mm -hmm. what a unique take. So yeah, the shows I've listened to that you've done, the writing that you've done, um, I think also it makes it very, very actionable, which is something that Steve and I embrace as well. When it comes yeah. to any topic that we're covering, we want it to be actionable for whether it's an HR leader, a recruiter, or or just, you know, any manager, any leader. So I think they'll, I think that listeners will get a lot out of that. Steve, I don't know if you have any other other interesting tidbits to uh, to no, share I'm on this and you know excited just how, for this. how important this is to us and, and to our community really yeah I'm I'm super excited that we're able to do this and Sarah's you know open to joining us uh, and joining the team and just for folks just a, a little housekeeping I should have said this at the top for subscribers to the HR Happy Hour show who may listen on iTunes or Stitcher mm -hmm. wherever you get the show the Inclusion Crusades episodes will appear in the HR Happy Hour feed so you don't. Right now, you don't need to go somewhere else to subscribe. We uh, are thinking it'll be about once per month or so for a while, and we'll see where that goes. But uh, you don't have to do anything. The Sarah's episodes will just show up in your <laughs> right feed, here. and of yeah. course, we'll right all here. <laughs> the whole team and uh, everything. Uh, you know, our whole side will promote and share, and, and, and you know, Sarah's part of our team now, which is awesome. But for me, yeah, I think this is super important because I have some. You know, it, it's weird because, right, like, you know, coming from my perspective, right, like I, I always used to make a joke. It's not I probably shouldn't make it as a joke, but I would talk about like, um, 
the global language of, of business, mm. the global language and communication language of business globally accepted around the world. I lucked out. It happens to be the one language I know, like the only one that I can, <laughs> that I can speak and I can read it and I can understand. Wow. I, I hit the jackpot and I, I, I would make that joke, right? Sometimes, but, but I think about it. It's not really a joke because at the same time, I also hit the jackpot because I grew up in America, you know, as a middle-class white kid. Mm-hmm. right? Male, mm-hmm. even, right? I, right. I, I won the lottery, if you will, right? And so I've never, honestly, I've never had to experience being excluded from things just because how I looked, or mm-hmm. just because where I came from, or just because um, how I spoke, or maybe some uh, things in my background that were just different. Like, I've never had that experience personally, right? Yeah. I feel like, I want to feel like I can understand it. But honestly, I probably can't. Like I, I can empathize with it, but I can't probably understand it because I just never lived it, right? But that's not the case for everybody, even in my own family for reasons we don't necessarily need to talk about. But it's important to me because I want workplaces because I know can, things can be awful when you're younger, mm-hmm. middle school and high school for a whole multitude of reasons, where you're from, your socioeconomic status, your background, mm-hmm. your race, your accent, your looks, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many, but so, okay, that happens, right? That's life can be really tough when you're a kid for many, many reasons, but now let's talk about workplaces and work. That should be like a safe place. It should Mm -hmm. be like a a place where it's okay to be yourself and to be accepted for being yourself, whatever yourself is. Right. And to be embraced, to be welcome, to be included and not be persecuted, not be, you know, looked down upon, not be um, kept out of opportunities or any, Mm -hmm. there's so many reasons why. So to me, it's so important, right? Like, like that, no matter what your, no matter how you're different, right? Trisha, we just did a show, hasn't posted yet, but we just did a show where we were talking about Special Olympics and folks who compete in the Special Olympics. And it was so moving to like, learn about some of their stories. And you, and and, what, and the things that they say about like, I just want to feel like I'm welcome. I just want to yeah. feel like I belong somewhere. I just yeah. want to feel like I can be myself. So that's really, really important to me for a lot of reasons. But it's also great that we have you, Sarah, and the folks you're going to be talking to, to help us work through that. Because like I said, as much as I feel like, like it touches me and I'm moved by it, I can't talk about it really credibly. Right. I can invite other people to talk about it, but I can't really talk about it. That's kind of, yeah. Trish, why I think this is so important for us. Thank, Thank you. you for sharing that. I think you're right. Um, I, I can only speak from maybe being treated as a female, right? right. Like different, di- what I deem as not included in, in some very male dominated uh, companies or industries I've worked in. I think too, though, Steve, to, to your credit a little bit and why I think that um, you get a taste of it is when you travel globally, I can think of a time in a Starbucks, we were trying to order at a Starbucks and they did not want to serve us because we're American. I got thrown out of a like, cab in Beijing no, in the middle of the right, night and, being th- and did, so, didn't know how it's going to get back to the hotel. Right. And so when you think about when you're in another country and you are a minority and you don't speak the language that everyone understands or in a way that everyone understands, and then they just look at you and say, no, get out, out. Mm-hmm. Now imagine if that's your life every day. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is, right? So what we experience in a tiny little moment, a tiny little slice, that's in my mind what it has to be 
for someone who doesn't feel like they ever get to fit. They never get to go back to that safe place. So Sarah, that's why I think it's so important what you're going to be bringing, because not only do you feel those moments, probably more than he and I have had to experience in our tiny little slices, but yeah, your guests, I think are going to be sharing some incredible stories too. I hope um, to help those of us who don't know what that feels like, how, how scary that feels, how awful, how Mm -hmm. you don't even know what to do when someone just like out your no, right. They're like, no. Yeah. And the thing is with work, we, we all have to work, you know, like if, if, if we could all be men and women of leisure, oh, what a wonderful world it would be. But the reality is, is that we all have to, to get jobs of some magnitude and make money. And that requires us to enter some kind of workplace. And so we don't often get to choose who's there when we get there and and how they're going to treat us and what baggage they're bringing. But when the organization holds that line and says, you know, we're going to, we're not going to permit you to make someone feel othered. We're not going to allow you through feelings or actions to make someone feel like they got to get out. Um, just because they're not the same as you, that speaks volumes and that has the ability to really shift our world. And so I want to see more organizations take us take that stance um, and not be fearful of of what that means. And we can't do that without education and conversation and, and creating the safe spaces for people to to mess up and fix it, you know, and so my what I can do through the inclusion crusade and through the work that I do beyond that is give people that those practical tips and that safe space to ask questions to have dialogue about how I mess it up and fix it and that's really the you know that's really the goal and and what this endeavor is all about so I'm excited for it um, and I'm just, you know, I just want to deliver, you know, on it to to the audience so that people keep coming back and that that the HR Happy Hour Network just continues to be a resource for its listeners um, globally to to learn more and to be better in whatever within the HR spectrum that they're practicing. Sarah, that's awesome. I think the last thing I think before we let you go and and and. Uh, let our listeners go is I think the first episode of inclusion crusade is recorded. It hasn't run yet, but maybe you can give us a little tease about that show and what folks can expect. So I wanted, um, because a big part of this for me is honoring Chris's legacy. I've got, um, myself and, and four of his closest friends along with me on the show to talk some more about him, to talk about what we're all doing individually to keep carrying his legacy forward and to really talk about our experiences around um, inclusion in the workplace and what we think the world needs in order to keep moving this forward. And we have a little fun too. Like we do a lightning round at the end where we really cut up. So so we're going to have a little fun too, um, because I want to, because this is a heavy subject. And so you got to find moments of, of levity in the midst of that as well. So we have a really, really good time and I'm excited for everyone to hear it. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear it myself. I've not heard it yet. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Sarah, um, thank you so much for everything you've been doing. Thanks for joining us on the network. We really do appreciate your trust (laughs) that uh, (laughs) we won't screw it up for you, but uh, thank you uh, so, so much. Thank you.
Yeah. And one last thing, Sarah, where, for anyone who might not be familiar with you, where is the best way, way to connect with you? Where are you on social media that you would want them to connect with you, whether that's just to say hello or that they love your show or that maybe they want to be a guest or have a guest idea, something like that. Where can they find you? Start with um, the buzz on HR. That's the title of my blog. That's the title of all of my social media handles. So you can find me Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and be able to reach me there and slide in the DMs and or at me with whatever you want to say from there. Awesome. Well, great. great. Stuff. Uh, super stuff. So look for that episode, the first episode of Inclusion Crusade coming soon. Uh, Trish, I want to, we must thank once again our friends at Paychecks and Work Human for all their support. Thank you. Yes, uh, for making this possible. Absolutely. And uh, great, great stuff. So, all right, we're looking forward to the first episode. Remember, subscribe to the HR Happy. You get all the network shows, the new Inclusion Crusade shows, HR Market Watch, Radical Research, and of course, the Happy Hour itself. So, awesome, great stuff, guys. All right, I think that's it. I think we're out. Um, for Sarah Morgan, for Trish McFarland, my name's Steve Bose. Thank you so much for listening to the HR Happy Hour Show. We will see you next time, and bye for now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.